the sound guys wanted to sing another verse, but Caleb didn't want to, so just two verses it is. All right, tonight uh, I'm up here, the pastor's unwell, he's been unwell for today and yesterday, not feeling too good, so if you remember to pray for him later on when we take some time to pray, that would be good, be helpful. Um, just as we were singing that song, I remember when Nicole and I first came to this church, and I mean, this was a very different kind of church than what we'd been used to, and obviously the music was very different to a lot of other churches out there, and I remember really enjoying singing and the music that we had in the church, and then I would leave the church and I'd want to sing and hear that same kind of music again, but there was no CD or anything that you could get that was the same as what you experienced in church. And I remember talking to Josh Avenel about it um, one night, and we were just discussing the fact that it, it is something special in the church when the church worships and the church does it for for God's glory, and we do that all together, and you're, you're actively involved in it. And I just say that to say that even on a Wednesday night, tonight, I was just blessed by the fact that we could come, we could sing, have some orchestra, and just sing unto the Lord, and it doesn't have to be a, a professionally, uh, you know, produced CD or anything like that of Christian music. It's just genuine, heartfelt singing unto the Lord. So I guess it's also an encouragement for me and us just not to take advantage of what we get to do every week, come and sing unto the Lord and those that serve in that, that ministry as well. Um, but that one's for free. I just wanted to share that. Um, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 tonight. Uh, we're going to have a look at the first 10 verses here and I guess in these first 10 verses, you just see a progression happening. You see a bit of a journey happening or described here. And I just want to take us through this tonight and um, I guess pull some things out of it that really by just way of encouragement and a way of reminder of some things. Uh, so Ephesians chapter 2, I'm just going to read the first 10 verses and then we'll get stuck into it. So it says this, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, talking to Christians and he says, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to gather together as your people and our Lord, even just as we mentioned, to sing unto you tonight. And I uh, thank you, Lord, that there is much to praise you for, much to sing about. Uh, and Lord, we just ask that you would help us now as we just look into your word this evening. I pray you'd help us to glean what we need and uh, to be able to use it for your glory uh, for the rest of this week and the days to come, Lord. 
Uh, Father, we do just want to commit to you, our pastor and his family, uh, just ask that you'd please give them the strength and the energy and the healing that they need, Lord God, to continue to do your work. Uh, Father, we ask that you be with us at this time. We thank you, we love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Ephesians 2, these verses here, like I said, it's a little bit of a journey. Uh, you see God, um, there's, there's things that God has done in a Christian's life, and there's a lot of these things that are mentioned here. And so I just want to take you through, I guess, kind of systematically here in these first 10 verses. And if you, haven't, if you notice, in verses 1 through to 3, uh, it really describes where we came from or where we were before we became a Christian, before Christ did a work in our heart. And if you look at these verses, uh, it says, uh, where is it? Verse 2, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. And have a look in verse 3. It says, um, uh, among whom also we all had our conversation in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And I think you could agree that that's a pretty accurate description of our natural state before Christ has, has done a work in the Christian's life. And if you look at these verses, it pretty much, verse 2, it says the influences there are the world. This world, the course of this world, has been corrupt. Uh, and really, it mentions there the prince of the power of this world. And that's a reason why we were like we were. Or well, he's one of the reasons like why we were why we were because of Satan, his influence, and this world has been corrupted, and we're a part of that. And uh, really, that's, that should be uh, impetus for us to continue to pray for everyone that is not saved, and particularly young people. Uh, I was mentioning to our, our young people today in our, our school classes that the things that they are confronted with, the things that they're dealing with, are very different to what a lot of us dealt with at that time of our life when we were teenagers and they're, they're faced with a lot more uh, challenges, a lot more opportunities to, to stray and just to, to, I guess, go with whatever your heart desires in the lust of the flesh and all that kind of stuff. So really impetus for us to pray here, but just seeing that there's influences that we had before we became a Christian that were all, almost determining the course of our actions. Uh, verse 3 talks about the influences, the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And I'm sure you'd agree that that's a pretty hard battle to fight sometimes, some days even. Uh, but before Christ, it, it just was our natural way. Uh, it's almost like we didn't see that there was any other way until someone shared the gospel with us. So verses 1 to 3, kind of that, that journey, the start of that journey, where we came from, uh, where we originated from in our hearts, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's going to quickly keep going down here. But verse 4, it says this, the first two words... It says, but God, but God. And I'm glad that that comes after pretty much uh, a, a very graphic description of what our heart is like and where we were before Christ. But God, and it goes on to say, but God who is rich in mercy, his great love wherewith he loved us. Verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. And really, that speaks to the change that God made in our lives when we were dead in trespass and sins, when we were uh, going with the lust of our flesh and the lust of the mind, and we're just taking that natural course wherever our heart and wherever the influence of, of the world was taking us, God still reached down to us and gave us a way out of that. Um, so this is just the, the progression of before salvation and then God shows his love and uh, I guess even we find his love at some degree 
uh, recognize his love to us. Uh, it's the change that God makes, bringing someone from death to life. So verses 1 to 3 is like where we came from. Verse 4 is what changed when we came, became a Christian. Uh, verses 6 and 7, if you have a look here, it says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And I've said here, this is part of the journey where it, it mentions what we've inherited as Christians. Uh, and we, we often talk about looking at you know, the day that Jesus returns and we get to uh, be in our heavenly home that he's prepared for us. And it mentions in these verses that really we become part of God's family. So we've gone from you know, being uh, children of wrath. If you look in verse 2, that's really how the Bible describes us, that we were children of wrath and we were children really of darkness. There was no light. And then he has translated us. He's quickened us. And in those two verses, 6 and 7, it basically says that you now are part of God's family. And that's a, that's a great transition, wouldn't you say? That's, that's the best transition that anyone could ever go through, is going from death to life. And you have a look here, verses 6 and 7 talks about that we made us sit together in heavenly places. It's talking about our eternal home. It's talking about things that we can look forward to, things that we can hope, uh, we have hope in, things that are, are secure, that are stable. Uh, it's not a maybe, might you, you might get your internal inheritance. No, God's saying that we do get it. It's things that we can, we can hope for. Um, so that's, that's what we've inherited as Christians. And you might say, where are you going with this? You'll find out. Um, so verse 8 and 9, just going down, uh, it says, for, and these are obviously familiar verses, but for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I like how God, really, he, he puts salvation on this level where anyone can get it. It doesn't matter about your experience. It doesn't matter about what family you grew up in. It doesn't matter how much you, you do or don't know about other things that he, he allows us to, to be a part of it. And it just says that it's the gift of God. And ha this is really talking about how we receive this inheritance. And, you know, if you look at it, we've looked at where we came from. Uh, we looked at what changed. Uh, we went from death to life. What we've inherited, there's, there's internal home waiting for us. Uh, how did we get it? We got it by the fact that God's gracious. He's merciful. Uh, he's given a gift that we could never earn. Uh, and it's just basically based on his kindness. But this is all culminating to what I want to look at here in verse number 10. Verse number 10. It says this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And I've said, that, I've said this, that in this journey that you see in these first 10 verses, looking at back at where we were, and there should be a lot of things to be thankful for when we're not there anymore. And yes, there's other people that are still there, and that's why we should continue to pray. But looking back at where we were, looking back at what has changed, and we get to look forward to, okay, what do we get to inherit? Where do we get to go after this life here on earth? But verse 10 really is talking about what we're supposed to do with this change that takes place here on this earth. Because if you look at this journey, when I read these verses, I look at there's the before you became a Christian, and then there's looking at what you get after this life, 
But verse 10 really hits home that there's actually something that you're supposed to be aware of in this life that's required of us as Christians. And you look at these words in this verse, there's words like workmanship, created, ordained, and walk. All of these, all of these words, to me, they speak of purpose. They speak of the fact that God has created us as Christians... He's, he's done a change, so he's created us as a new creature, a new heart he's given to us, but it's all for a purpose. It's a, it's, he, it's a workmanship. Look, it says we're part of his workmanship. We're created for a reason. And yes, we do get to have our eternal inheritance in heaven. And yes, we did come from somewhere before when we didn't have Christ. But verse 10 is saying you're supposed to do something with all of that in this life. You're supposed to see that you were created for a reason. And you might say, well, I already know that. So do I, but it's good for us to be reminded of this sometimes because if you take something like Caleb's water bottle that he didn't replace for pasta and he said he would, so does that make him a liar? I'm not sure. Um, No, I don't want to hear it, bro. I've got the microphone. Um, (laughs) If you take this water bottle, uh, I, I could choose to use this water bottle in a whole bunch of different ways. I can say, you know what, I, I'm actually pretty weak, so I'm going to use it as a, as a little bit of a strength session, you know, a little bit of a home gym, if you would, because I'm so weak that this is actually going to start building my muscles, right? Or I could use it as, um, I don't have a shot put or a discus, so I'm going to start using it for, for a little bit of, you know, athletics, right? Or I could do what some people in this church like to do and start bottle flipping it, because that's what a bottle's for, isn't it? Bottle flipping all the time? And you think about it, the person or the company, the creators of this bottle and this package, they would look at all of that and say, what are you doing with it? Why are you using it in that way? uh, Yes, you can use it that way, but it was created for you to take with you a portable vessel for you to be hydrated through the day. That was its purpose. That was the reason that it was created. And so what we can often do as Christians, and this is why I'm looking at verse 10, is we can use whatever we want this life for. We can say, you know what, I'm saved out of that and I have a home in heaven, so I can use this time here for however I want to. I'm going to use it to do this. I'm going to use it to spend my time on these things, these leisure activities. I'm going to work towards this thing. And they may all be fine things, you know, not wicked or anything like that, but is it fulfilling what God has created us for? Is it, is it fulfilling verse 10 where it says that we're supposed to walk in good works? We're, sup- we're created for w- good works, reflecting God's character. We're supposed to be out there doing good works and it's not good works to get to that inheritance because we already know we've got it. It's supposed to be a reminder that, hang on a minute, I've got this time to use here. I already know that's secure. I already know I'm not going back to that. So I'm going to get busy doing good works. And it's not about just you know, helping a little old lady across the street. It's doing good works that reflect the one who is good. Because didn't Jesus say that there is none good but God? That we're supposed to do works that reflect God, that show God. So are we filling our time, are we filling our week or our day, are we filling our thinking with how can I fulfil this? Or are we sometimes just doing it however we want? just using our time however we want because, hey, we've got the time to, to fill, the time to waste or, or, you know, 
to please ourselves doing whatever we want to do. So this is, this is to me, I guess, a little bit of a challenge that I think as Christians, and I know I certainly have fallen into this, that you can fall into, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. And, you know, you can rejoice in that fact and we can sing about that fact and we can talk about, hey, I'm so glad that I get to go to heaven when I die and, you know, tell people about that and, hey, did you know you can go to heaven when you die too and uh, have that to look forward to and we can sing about that and all that kind of stuff. But are we doing what we're supposed to be doing at what we've been created for? Are we doing those good works that we're supposed to walk in, that God's ordained us to walk in? Because he's looking down going, okay, I created you for this reason. Are you fulfilling it? And really, it's a com- it should be a comfort for us as Christians that we do have a purpose and we can know what that purpose is. But then it's a different thing to actually walk in that, isn't it? I mean, there's the, the head knowledge of it, but then there's the actual doing of it as well. So really just, a, a, I guess, an encouragement to remember that, hey, we are here, we can enjoy our life, we can do leisure activities, have fun and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we're supposed to be actively doing what God has ordained us to do and created us for, which is doing those good works that reflect his character. Um, And praise the Lord that we are not where we used to be and that we have somewhere to go when we're not on this earth, but just a reminder to be faithful in just doing what God has expected us to do. And, you know, I I would say for the most part, we, we probably do that a whole lot you keep doing it. <laughs> that's, that's part of the Christian life. It's, it's not always like the mountaintop, but it's just the daily grind of just doing what God expects. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing. That's a comforting thing. So that's, that's what I wanted to bring tonight. Just hopefully that helps. Uh, hopefully that just reminds you of something that maybe you just let slip or if it's the first time you've heard it, then praise the Lord. Um, but I'm glad that we have a purpose. I'm glad that we have a God that, that has done all these things in our lives as Christians. Um, I'm glad I have something to fulfill my life with to be able to encourage other people to do the same thing. Um, so that's it tonight. Just a quick thought. Um, I'm going to pray and then we'll take some prayer requests. All right. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I do thank you once again uh, for this time this evening. Thank you for the truths in your word, Lord God. Uh, Father, we do need you. Uh, Father, we have a great need of you each day and I just pray that you'd help us through your Holy Spirit, to see opportunities where we can uh, reflect you, Lord God, where we can do, do these works. Help us to take hold of those opportunities, Father, and I pray you'd help us to uh, be a, a witness and a testimony to others of what you have done in our lives. Help us, Lord, to share these things with others. Help us to, to show others that uh, you can bring someone from death to life, that you can give someone an eternal home, uh, that people can be part of your family, Lord God, Uh, But help us, uh, just as we do this, to continue to do your work here on earth. Lord, I thank you for the fact that we have a purpose, uh, the fact that you make a way for us, Lord God. uh, And just do pray that you continue to guide us and bless us, help us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.